Welcome to another episode of Backcourt Banter with Becky Peters and Abigail Kelty Corning. Woo! Uh, we have the fabulous Cassie Lane. Cassie. Hi. O'Driscoll? Yeah, that's my married name now. You knew me as Humphreys. Humphreys. I like Cassie Lane. That's just my middle name. Yeah, solid, like, flow of names right there. I appreciate that. Yeah. We built a business around it, so I appreciate it. Mean, I mean, I'm kind of saying it for a reason. Uh, but anyway, um, welcome to, to the podcast. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for spending time and being here. I was just, you know, Cassie and I played. Cassie was one of my first memories on Fordham campus. I've probably oh, great. But it was my official visit. So I had committed to Fordham um, before making any official visits, which is maybe not the best order of operations, but that's what happened. And uh, so I took my official visit to Fordham. And I remember getting to campus and Cassie had her Colts jersey on in Walsh Hall elevator lobby bank waiting for me to come pick me up from the coach that was dropping me off. And I just remember like, wow, here, here we go. We're sports fans here. Um, (laughs) Was it Peyton Manning jersey? I don't even know. Like I'm from Indiana and he, like, I would say I'm a Colts fan, but I don't even know what jersey I had at the time. <laughs> All <laughs> that matters is the Colts. Especially because it's like, I'm not particularly like this, like mega sports fan. So it's really funny that that's. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, that that's totally my memory. Um, yeah. First impressions. Very memorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of first impressions that night. <laughs> I like to make ones. Big, big first impressions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but tell us a little bit about like your background because you transferred into Fordham and I was, I think you were a senior when I was a freshman. So we, we overlapped a little bit. Um, but yeah, please take us back. So, um, I'm from Indiana, like I mentioned and got recruited out. Um, but I was, I'm six, two and was really, really skinny, um, in high school. So I got recruited to a JUCO. So I went two years in junior college in Southern Illinois, and then um, was recruited out for my last two years at Fordham. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of how it it went. Okay. Um, And then your process uh, in terms of going to a JUCO, was it like, uh, I mean, you said you were 6'2 and skinny, so... I would imagine there were there more offers for you, like going to a JUCO or was that kind of, there were a lot of like D three and D two offers. Um, and I, I really, so this is interesting. I actually got recruited, um, by a coach and then he was let go before I ever started. Um, and coached by, I walked into a brand new coach. Um, so when I moved in, I met my coach for the first time. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I kind of played around with um, D2 and D3 kind of weighing my options. Um, but at the time, I don't I don't know the rules now, but they were able to give me a little bit more um, money, frankly, um, for junior college than they were for D2 and D3. So mm. I decided to try, instead of committing to four years, knowing that I would walk away with some debt, I tried to go JUCO first and see what I could do in those two years to build out um, to get a full ride. Um, for mm. the last two. So it wasn't more of like, 
I want to go a certain division. It was more where let's see my best deal is. And then yeah. go I think that that's, a, so I I've listened to the other episodes and um, I'm different in the way that I was never like, I never just like, I was never like a all in basketball girl. Like I did it for the opportunities and I did it for the financial benefits. Um, I was never just like ball is life. Um, yeah. So whenever, I mean, even in high school, my parents, I was like, I don't think I want to play. My dad was like, okay, then get a job. And I was like, okay, I'll play. (laughs) (laughs) So it was never this whole, like, you know, I was tall. My dad always told me like, you can't teach height. Um, you can teach a lot of basketball skills, but you can't teach height. So like, let's put it to good use. So I ended up, um, like spoiler alert left, um, Fordham with no student debt. No, I got married with no debt at all, which I think is rare. Um, Mm -hmm. so that, yeah, that was more my focus was like, how am I going to be able to afford college? How am I going to, and my parents were like super helpful. They were able to help me if, you know, in junior college, like some books weren't covered or whatever, and they were to help me, um, when I needed it. But yeah, the motivation for sure was like free education over like basketball specifically. Can I just say how surprising that is to me having played basketball with you? Because you were like all in, like you were a leader on the team and like getting the job done. It wasn't like you were clocking in and clocking out doing the like, listen, like minimum I, for your scholarship. I go all in when yeah. I need to go all in, but my like underlying motivation wasn't because like I needed to play basketball or like it was the center focus like it it was the center focus of my life that was because I chose I chose that it wasn't because it was like ingrained Mm -hmm. in my soul like some Mm -hmm. of my some of my teammates you know I hear Tara talk about like being pregnant and playing I'm like my I've been married for 10 years um I met my husband uh, I graduated in 09 I met him in 2010 He's never seen me play basketball before. That is a wild fact. Mm. <laughs> I still can't get over that fact. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And you know, now I've got little girls and um Caroline just started playing basketball. I'm actually coaching. Um, How was that for you? Nice. Oh, it, it's fun. I'm like I'm wildly competitive. Like that's right. for sure. Um yeah. so to have like she's in like a beginner kind of like a clinic. Um so they don't keep score but like mama keeps score. <laughs> and we're um yeah like teaching them fundamentals um I did that a little bit right after graduation too um with like boys and girls club and stuff like that in in New York so Mm -hmm. it's been fun to kind of get back out there and you know everybody I I do get like a little bit of a like a side eye from parents like I think she might know what she's doing because a lot of the the coaches for these teams are just like parents who want their kids to play but Mm. don't have any experience so it's been fun so the side eye is like, hmm, we should probably listen to her. More yeah. Like instead parents. of just like, oh, we're just hanging out. It's like, oh, wait, like, yeah, everybody pay attention. Like she knows. What she's <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> and you're going to be the number one pick for the, the parent teacher basketball games. I'm once like, you get really, to that level. I'm really yeah. scared of like what this is going to lead to. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I, if I know what I'm signing up for just yet, but Caroline's mm-hmm. still feeling it out. She's seven. Um, right. and she really likes to play, um, but then like, it's, it's very, like when I talk to my mom about it, she's like, it's just like you were like, she kind of is like, I don't really want to go. Then we get there and I can't get her to leave. Like she wants to stay. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, we're feeling out. We're trying a lot of different things, but basketball yeah. has been great radar this season. Are she, is she playing other sports as well? Or is it mainly basketball? She really wants to try soccer. Um, I put her in soccer when she was younger, but it was just like, she was just too little. Um, so we're going to try it again. Her dad played soccer, um, all growing up. So oh, I know okay. nothing about it. So I'm a little bit scared of it. I was hoping that she would just like fall in love with basketball. Cause that's the easy choice. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm going to have to like learn other sports. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think with most sports, I don't know. I didn't get too far into soccer, but like there's plays like, you know, I was watching my friend coaches lacrosse now and she was only a basketball player, got thrown into coaching lacrosse. And she's like, it's basically the same thing. There's pick and rolls. There's different plays that are run. So yeah. just different equipment. So you'll, you'll figure it out. If it and we also have um, a babysitter who's that works with us a lot and she plays rugby and Caroline oh has like really been interested in like learning about rugby, which I think is so cool. Okay. Cause all right. So rugby to me is similar to American football where there's like yeah. hitting and tackling and very intense. I like, I want her to be that girl. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So you're not the parent trying to avoid sports. No, like I need her to like, she is my like little sensitive angel baby. Okay. And I need her to like, get mm. yeah. Just go out and tackle someone. Yeah. Like get, get a little bit mad about stuff, you know? <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. All right. Woo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a really long tangent about my kids, but yeah. no, no, that's, I you mean, like that's that. one of, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's what, that's what we want to talk about. Stuff like that. I mean, that's, that's a completely, you know, you're what you graduated for them 20, 2009. Yeah. 2009. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just interesting to kind of see like what, what players are doing now and being a mom is like such an important role, obviously. And also when you have kids, like, you know, one of, one of our questions is, do you recommend college basketball or maybe college sports for that matter? Um, I think it depends on the end goal. Um, for me, there are a lot of things that I would have done differently. Um, I think I still would have played, but I think I would have, um, if, if everyone has listened to other episodes, Kiara, it really resonated with me of, you know, like, what would you, um, how would you tackle go, you know, and recommend sports to your kids? Um, I remember I went on a, a tour, uh, like a campus tour pretty early on. It was like one of my first that I did and the coach like really wanted me. Um, and I mean, was throwing everything at me. Like, how can we get you here? And it was, um, D2. I knew I was going to come out of pocket for some stuff. Um, but in hindsight, I think they really would have taken care of me, um, academically. Um, in my experience, um, I didn't get, a lot of freedom to explore what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I always say like my degree was in basketball and I, I minored in communications because I just didn't have time to like do a lot of stuff with the coaches, um, that we had at the time. And, um, for example, at my junior college, I really, I, I went in wanting to do architecture and interior design. It was something I'd been interested oh, wow. in, um, from like middle school and the career counselor was like, you can't do both. Like you, the workload for architecture takes you so far outside of the classroom that you're not going to be able to sustain the, um, the academic workload with your basketball workload. So I had to walk away from a major that I just was like certain I was going to do walking in. So, um, I think I, I do recommend it because like financial, financially, the benefits are amazing. Right. Um, but I, I think that I would just look at it a little bit differently. And I, I don't think that I would 
be wowed by all of the glitz and glamour of it. I think I would really dig in a little bit more um, if I knew then what I know now. Mm. So like digging in more into like what the, like what you could study, like asking that question up front rather than finding out what's available right. to you. Right. And um, we've all had different experiences, but I wasn't um, given the opportunity to do like internships or anything like yeah. that. So um, things that we miss out on because it just wasn't allowed for the schedule that we were required to have. Mm -hmm. um, I would, I would just dig into that a little bit deeper, but you know, you don't know what you don't know. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So you would even now you would say, okay, um, I have a school that's full ride everything and a school that have to pay a little bit, but you may consider the school you have to pay a little bit because it gives you more options to what you actually want to do. A hundred percent. Yeah. Sure. I love that. I yeah. love that. And I'm like, you know, I talk to people all the time about getting like student loan debt and how, you know, like no one puts a lot of thought into like what they're signing up for, especially when it comes to like student loans and, and tuition and stuff like that. But, you know, and what you're saying, if you're being thoughtful about, hey, I'm going to get a student loan, but I know I'm getting more value for that than getting something right. for free, then that makes sense. Right. Right. Um, so that's awesome. That's really good advice. Yeah. Just like understanding the inherent value of what you're getting. And, um, you know, it's, a, it, there was such an emphasis, like coming out of a really small town for me there, it was so important for me to get out. Um, mm -hmm. not because it was like necessarily bad. I just knew I wanted more. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, I had that in the forefront of my brain as like an, you know, 18 year old, 19 year old, um, mm -hmm. does. So it was just like, what steps do I need to take to get out? Um, whereas if I'd gone to a smaller school, I think the payoff would have been a little bit, a little bit better. Mm. Mm. That makes sense. That makes sense. So you're talking about like using, using basketball almost as like a highway to eventually your end goals. You talked a lot about opportunities. Um, so can you dive a little deeper into what those opportunities are that you were able to get during your both JUCO and division one college basketball experiences um, or just in school in general and what you've kind of taken from there to be able to now progress into a successful career. Um, so I always, I always say, you know, Becky talks about like being a leader and being all these things. Like I, I'm also a military spouse. Um, and I always say that like the things that I learned in basketball, like my independence, my work ethic, my, you know, even independence, but also like teamwork, like all of that made me stronger, um, and like mentally stronger. And now as, you know, a mom of two whose husband's deployed for seven months, um, I, I'm able to handle it. And it, you know, people are always like, it takes a special kind of person, but like through basketball and through the experiences that I had both in junior college and, um, at Fordham just like really built that um, that strong work ethic and just like being able to handle hard things. Um, my collegiate career was probably like the hardest four years of my life. So, um, like navigating adulthood feels a little bit easier on those days. As a military <laughs> spouse, you're saying that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I was, um, we, we had a really strong team, um, at my junior college and I love playing there. Like, I would say that that was like peak for me. Um, my sophomore year, I, 
I like, I, I wish that would have been, um, all four years, but I, my junior college was a really strong team. I loved, like I stayed, um, all my teammates would go home in the summer. I stayed in the summer to work out and, um, I was really dedicated and really loved it there. So, um, yeah, so moving on and then just navigating, like I said, at, once I got to Fordham, it, it got a little bit tougher. Um, I was in New York city, so it seemed like, you know, the endless opportunities, but, mm-hmm. um, there was just, uh, I don't know, things happening that didn't allow for yeah. more flexibility. Yeah. And yeah. I like, I got, yeah. I kind of got peppered with injury, um, once I got to Fordham. So, um, I spent my junior year, I got stress fractures in my feet. Um, and then my senior year, I dove for a loose ball during one of our early games in the season. And, um, a girl fell on my arm and broke my arm. So I spent, um, a lot of my senior year. I think I came back like senior, senior night was like my first game back after being out for almost the whole season. Yeah. So aside from being a mom and a wonderful wife, uh, I know you also have a business. So can you talk about that transition, getting that off the ground, maybe some parallels to basketball since this is backcourt banter, but in general, I just know it's gotta be super hard to own a business and juggle all those things. So um, talk about the success you've been able to drive out there on yeah. your own. So I am um, a wedding and branding photographer. And then um, people, I, I studied communications and just recently had an epiphany. Um, I feel like I haven't used my degree. And then um, I've been kind of consulting small businesses on marketing and advertising and branding um, in the past year or so. And I'm totally using my degree. <laughs> so uh, it was like an epiphany, like, oh, I actually am using it. Like it, it is coming into play. Um, but so I, I started that. Um, so right after I got married, I got married in 2012 and we moved to Japan for three years. Um, and it was like, okay, I'm just going to like have an extended honeymoon for three years, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, there I, I was always the girl that had my camera out. Um, I always had like, um, in my apartment in Illinois, when I lived there, um, like instead of wallpaper, we just like, I would print a ton of pictures and we just had like picture wallpaper. Um, so I was always the camera. I was always, I was always that girl. Mm Um, well in Japan, I started blogging. We were traveling a ton. Um, and I was taking pictures obviously for the blog. And then we came back, we moved to North Carolina and, it, I got pregnant with my oldest and I just had this like aha moment of like, I needed something that traveled with me, um, because we move about every two and a half to three years. Um, and I'd always had photography in the background. Like, let me explore what this would look like if I put it in the foreground. And before I knew it, I was like booked out for family sessions. I like things blew up pretty quick. Um, my cousin asked me to shoot her wedding and I was like, I'm not qualified to do that. And she's like, but I really want you to. So I spent, um, almost a year just shooting for free, um, to get more experience, um, to make sure I was prepared for her wedding and then shot her wedding and kind of got the bug, um, transitioned to weddings when we moved to Virginia. And I think that to, you know, like I said before, like basketball and like the networking side of it, like i I think that it's really important. I had considered briefly like going into coaching and recruiting and things like that. 
Um, mm-hmm. it's like the game that I know. Um, and I find that in my small business, like going to the events and networking and, you know, being the people person, it kind of reflects what I learned about like the recruiting game and the coaching game back then. Um, and then I have found recently, like I said, in about the past year, I, I do love the coaching aspect. I love to get into a small business at the, the ground level and like, let's, how are we going to make this work? Um, you know, we, we can use all the analogies in the world. Like, how are we going to build these plays up to, to make them financially, you know, in your favor? And how are you going to grow? How are you going to build a team? Um, what are your team dynamics look like, mm-hmm. um, within your business? So, yeah, so I've been growing this since 2017, uh, taking it seriously since 2019, um, survived 2020, still feel like we're surviving it a little bit with all the yeah. repercussions yeah. of it, but making it through. Two kids in school or weren't in school, or at least the oldest one would have been in school, right? She was in preschool. So she was, um, but my youngest was born in August of 2020. So I was pregnant wow. through the whole pandemic, oh like well, the, the first half of the pandemic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That must've been like, well, I mean, during that time, that must've been scary to think about. I mean, it was a crazy time in 2020, you know, so to like be in a hospital crazy. to deliver a baby was probably more stressful so, than usual. It was, it was different because I had like this very serene, like beautiful experience. I had a C-section with both, but, um, with Caroline, it was amazing. I had one of like the hardest, um, experiences, uh, like between the two of them, medical experiences of my life, um, with Nora and it, in hindsight, it should have been just as easy because there weren't, you know, there weren't a lot of, there weren't allowed to be people in the room there, you know, there wasn't a lot of, it was just Mark and I, so that seems like it would be like peaceful and amazing, but it was really hard. (laughs) And that just like set the tone for Nora's personality because she is, She's like the beast mode baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> she she's the rugby player. You're just I trying to groom like the other she, one to become one. She's like my center. She's my rugby. Like she's I don't know what she's gonna, she's gonna be. She's strong willed, like fierce little girl for sure. Gets it from her mama. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um. Abigail, were you going to say something? I think I cut you off a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, I was just going to say for all our listeners, you know, go give Cassie Lane a follow, check out her page. For sure. See what she's been doing as a, as a, uh, yeah, I still consider myself a newlywed, even though it's past a year now, Becky's obviously a newlywed as well. Um, we know kind of how that process goes with just photographers and trying to take the stress out of that day. Just make sure everything's in line, have that, uh, playbook per se. So Shout out to you because I know it's not an easy job. Um, Big shout yeah. out. You have a, right? you have a photographer, you're going to have a good day. Abigail, I haven't seen your Facts. photos, but Becky, I'm like obsessed with your wedding pictures. Every time I see them like pop up, there's you guys did a great job like hiring vendors. Oh yeah. Our photographer, to my point, was, was really, really good. And I mean, that's just like, it's not just like, and to your point about like communication, like people skills is not just the skill of taking the photo and doing it in the right spot, the right timing. It's one about being organized and also like dealing with people because that is a crazy day. All right. the things are happening. And to, to make keep everyone happy, our photographer was able to be in a good mood and like keep the energy up, but also like get stuff done. 
I yeah, like, I pride, I pride myself in that. Sounds like we'd yeah. get along great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Also, to go back to Cassie, always like Cassie has always been a hustler, and I've always looked up to you, and I haven't had like that much time with you, but I remember you probably remember this project when we were at school in 2012, 2011. I'm actually looking up like what technology was around. Like Facebook just went public in 2012. Yeah. Like 2012 was a different world technology wise. It's very easy to say now, oh, I started a blog. I, you know, doing these things with the internet based business, super easy to say now, but 10 years ago, it wasn't like, I've always been like a, a tech geek though. Like I love that stuff. Like my brain works differently, like online. I love yeah, it. But, but to, to like read the cards you have, like you're a military spouse. Like I remember when you got married and then you said you go into Japan, I'm saying you going where? Japan, <laughs> like the country, you know, that's a big like change and, and, and commitment to your family, you know, to obviously be able to do that, which is part of, you know, your job now. Um, but you remember that project? I don't know what it was. I think it was some contest or something. And you recorded like our workouts for a day or a week or something like that. I have this video. I got to send it to oh you. Oh my God. I probably did, but I don't have a clue. Oh my God. <laughs> it was amazing. It was like, you know, you were recording, you were the photographer, the person behind the camera. And I guess me and probably someone else, you like follow, like just recorded like some of the stuff we were doing for the day oh, and the video and stuff. I have no recollection of this at all. That's hilarious. I got to send it to you. I'm like, all right, like, I guess so. But yeah, just to your point, you've always been figuring it out, you know, figuring out whatever is put in front of you, you you figure it out and you go hard at it too. It's not like, oh, I got to like play basketball. So let me have a bad attitude while I get Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's just like, whatever I do, I'm going to give it everything. I love that. Um, I I had no idea you were doing it for the money. (laughs) (laughs) Just now found out he was doing it for the money. Good work, Cassie. Way to hide that. Way to hide that. I think this brings us to a, an interesting topic, though, of like dealing with personalities, as like especially because you can only get so much on coaches. Like, a, you can get a good judge of character on coaches and players to a certain extent when you're going through that recruiting process, but then you get thrown in, you know, your first day on campus to most likely living with your teammates but also then just spending so much time with them on the court and in the, in the locker room and everything. So like, how did you manage it, especially with two teams? Like what was your approach to, I know you said you're going to give it your all no matter what, but what was your approach to like just building relationships and dealing with personalities, even with people that you weren't, you know, going to vibe with right off the bat, like building those relationships. Cause, cause I think that's also just a big life lesson that you're able to learn when you're a college basketball player. Yeah. So an interesting thing, Abigail, (laughs) why thank you. An interesting thing about, um, junior college is that we, it was a tiny little school. Um, and we all lived together too. Like every single we live, they like, instead of renting us, um, like apartments or whatever, they moved us into like literally a double wide and we all lived together the entire team. Oh, wow. So we were all in that space together and it was hard. I mean, you're brand new, like never lived on your own before. And like, all of a sudden you're thrown into like different backgrounds, different vibes, like all the things. Um, and I think like, honestly, I probably wasn't a great roommate. I like, I did my best. Right. But like, as an adult, I think that plays into more of who I am now. Um, and how I just like respect, like why people respond certain ways and what they do. And like, I did 
like I was just very protective, uh, you know, back then of, of my things, um, without giving, um, much thought to like how lucky I was to have those and how, like, it, mm. I was just like, you know, like imagine your arms just like wrapped around like all of your possessions when yeah. like, in hindsight, I would have been much more, I would have shared, like, it's like baseline human response, but yeah, yeah. like at the time it was just like, no, these are mine. Like I, you know, these, I, I don't have a lot of my own, like, this is my space. I was very protective of that. Mm. Um, and then by the time we, by the time I went to junior college, when, or sorry, to Fordham, one of the things that I think about now a lot, um, and it, it plays into this a little bit, but because my years were split up, I didn't have like a, a long list of people that I really keep in touch with now because I had like two years with them here, two years with them there. Like there wasn't a lot of time I and mean, two years isn't a long time in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, so just like when I was in it, you know, just doing my best as like a young adult, um, Mm -hmm. pretending to be responsible. And then, (laughs) you know, as an adult, like looking back and just kind of like back to the, like what I would do differently and all that. I think just like, there is something to say about going to the same school for four years, Mm -hmm. um, you know, taking those friendships outside of college and with you, um, like there's a small group of us that talk, um, Mm -hmm. but it's like really hard to get together. Like we don't, there are, and I see my friends who, you know, were in a sorority for four years at some like big 10 school where they just like, you know, went to the state college or whatever, mm-hmm. and they get together like annually or, you know, even a couple times a year. And my, I just have a whole different experience than a lot of people because it was split two and two. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, because, because of it being like, so, so centered around basketball, um, like, friends outside of the team like that that wasn't really like that they were my family they were my people you know um so when you walk away from that and like everybody kind of does their own thing because that's how life works you kind of look back and you're like damn like it'd be nice to like know like be able to spend more time with you Becky because like we're you're one of the closest people like I keep up with you like whatever but we had such a short period of time together that it, it's just a it's different Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and especially I mean you've been you know you you're a military spouse so you've been right a little bit as well right um, so yeah, yeah I didn't stop moving now like you know I move every I know college then get married and move every two years now <laughs> I know I know well you in California now so we gonna make that work because we, yeah. we go to LA you know once a year or so so yeah I'm just outside of uh San Diego and Pal- like I'm equal distance almost from LA San Diego and Palm Springs so easy. Well, we'll make, we'll make time for it. Um, last question for you is in regards to coaching. So you've had a variety of experiences. You were recruited by one coach, you played for another coach, and then you played for another coach. And now you're coaching your kids. I love how you said they don't keep score, but mama keeps score. (laughs) I love that. Um, what's like your approach? I mean, they're young, so, you know, I'm assuming you're not having them do suicides when they you can't I think, say that. Oh, we're doing push-ups. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not making them run or do anything. Uh, no, I am. I, yeah. I grew up like, you know, Hoosier State, um, big mm-hmm. basketball state and everything was like hammered in about fundamentals. Like, mm-hmm. and that, I mean, that's really where I lie in it. Like I'm, I'm pretty lighthearted when it comes to the actual games, but like practices and stuff, you know, we're learning the basics of passing and like doing it correctly. And, you know, mm 
it's all like baseline fundamentals because they're only like kindergarten and first grade. So if I can at least get them to walk away with like knowing like this is what a bounce pass is. Like even some of them are like, wait, he's on my team or like she's on my team. Like, like understanding the dynamics of the game um, and then seeing them uh, practice teamwork on the court. Like I, I remember this is so weird, but when I was tiny uh, playing basketball, probably around Caroline's age and um, I was on, you know, the kids, I was like one of two girls at the time and uh, the boys never passed and they were always the ones scoring. But like, if they gave me the ball, I couldn't even get it up to the goal yet. Like I wasn't Mm -hmm. even strong enough to do that. So right now I really just focus on like making sure like Caroline's the biggest kid on the team. So she is one of the only that can shoot, Mm -hmm. but I like, I don't let her just shoot every time she touches the ball. Like I, I make sure that she's passing it. Like we're learning teamwork. We're learning like we cheer on our team when we're on the bench and love that, you know, stuff like that. So it's all like, it's very fundamental. It's not like, we're not learning like the proper way to shoot. I'm just trying to get them to like launch it up there as hard as they can. And yeah, uh, we're trying to learn dribble instead of just run around holding the basketball, you know, like we're, yeah. we're very Tough based concept. We are very based yeah. on <laughs> But even those, I mean, most people wouldn't even like hear what you just said, but like letting everyone shoot, knowing it's not going to get anywhere near the basket and making sure others are cheering on the bench. Like those are such important things that I feel like as kids get older, especially today's very competitive market, that stuff, those little things get lost. I don't know if you guys may have seen it. I think it was on TikTok and I'm pretty sure it was the, the Michigan state women's basketball team. And she was saying that whenever she recruits, she'll go to a game that she knows is going to be a blowout. Um, because she wants to see how the player that she's recruiting handles a game where they know they're going to win and wow. handles the game when they know they're not going to play very much. Cause like, if you know, it's going to be a blowout, you're not going to play your star player. Right. So even though they're getting recruited, like how are they interacting with their teammates that are playing and, mm-hmm. um, how are they, um, responding even when they come out like are they responding to their family positively even though they didn't get a ton of playing time and mm-hmm. like I think that's so true and she was saying that like in her first year she turned she stopped recruiting one of the biggest recruits that they thought they could have pulled and she was like I was willing to get fired over it because I wasn't willing to have them on my team for the attitude that I saw them portray and so I mean and that goes to say like I tell Caroline like she's in first grade you know she's learning subtra- subtraction and addition but at the end of the day, like, I want you to be a good person. I want you to work together as a team. I want you to have a strong work ethic and, but I want you to be kind. So like, that's when they're so little, like, that's what I want her to remember about this. Like, I want her to remember that you're supposed to clap whenever somebody scores or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And like pick up your teammate or like pick up your opponent. If they fall, like help them up, give high fives at the end of the game. Like, you know, just stuff like that. Love that. Love, love that. Well, with that, we will end this wonderful episode. Thank you so much again, Cassie, for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. No, Thanks, this is Cassie. great. I can't wait to hear, hear from you in like five, six years. You're gonna you're gonna just keep coaching, you know, as, as they get older. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I think um there's lots to come. My parents are pumped that they have like another another little girl to cheer oh. on. <laughs> yeah, you had your parents were great fans, kind of like Abigail's parents, just like they're ready to go, you know. Yeah. So- they're super excited. They, my daughter calls them after every game to tell them how many baskets she scored and how it went and all the things. So that they must love that. Yes. Oh my gosh. The post game phone call. Oh, 
That's so exciting. That's well, awesome. thanks for having me. Um, yes. And I can't wait to hear like more episodes. You guys are doing great stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Cass. Thanks, Talk Cassie. to you soon. Bye. Bye.